What's going on guys? Before we start this episode, I'm going to talk to you guys about Inline Warehouse. Inline Warehouse, Ice Warehouse, the number one place to find all your hockey equipment from ice hockey to inline hockey to street hockey. Go check them out. They're on all of our links in our bios or check out our new website that's coming out and they'll be on there too. So inlinewarehouse.com, check them out. Are you a are you a Wentz or a Hertz fan there, Ants? We'll find out today, right? How's <laughs> <laughs> it going, everybody? Welcome back for another episode of the RDN Good Roller Pod. I'm here with Ant and Kevin. Boys, how you guys doing on this weekend? Doing pretty good. Uh, we went and saw a wedding venue today, and I think it's the one we're going to do. So that's uh, whew, that's good stuff. I'm happy about that. Um, Ant. You're, you're hurting a little bit. You want to tell us what, what happened? Yeah, you know, just your typical uh, Sunday silver, um, you know, follow through to the bottom lips, split it in half. So paper towel in the math or in the mouth here. But, um, you know, you got to battle through it. We, you know, play through injuries just like everyone else does in the show. Um, it was good, though, in the beginning of the day. Rob, you know, kind of sent me a text. It was a little bit cryptic. I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, just alluding to some new things coming out for RDN. So, uh, Rob, do you mind uh, kind of breaking that for me? <laughs> you make me sound like a psycho. It was cryptic. <laughs> <laughs> It was just a, it was just a, a Snapchat, um, but yeah. Uh, if you are listening to this, then you can go to rollerdadnews.com and you can check out what is there. Um, we kind of did mess around on some social media, releasing a 2.0, and we are kind of finally finished, ready to release the 2.0, and that will be the website. That will be the home where everything on social, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, what we do, it'll have a home for, and so much more. You have no idea. So check that out, and that's all I'm going to say from there. Well, the other day after uh, we got done recording last week's episode, we did uh, come up with some RDN Pro Roller Awards. Uh, out of the six categories, gentlemen, what uh, – what, what are you thinking for some of them there, Rob? So I am going to go with the Young Star. The Young Star Award is anybody that has played two years or less in the pro division. And the reason why we do two years is just because it was a weird, funky year. So maybe not all the people that, you know, were 18 or their first year of playing pro um, were able to. So we just took within the first two years of them playing pro. Person that stood out to me, he had an unreal Palma Pro Invitational. Jimmy Teed, goalie for the Grizzlies. Uh, the kid, I mean, he, between him and Jostro, those two goalies absolutely stood on their head and kept in those teams in the games. So I have to go with Jimmy Teed just because I think it was his first pro, first pro tournament um, or Palma Pro tournament. So yeah. the kid kept them in the games, and he stood on his head, played sick. So – that's who I'm going to go with on my award. Yeah, Can't. this last year, like, he's – he's uh, man, he's really uh, progressed. He's really, like, you know, been peaking really, really well this last year from last year uh, when he was in Spain uh, playing for Canada. So, no, he's – he looked good uh, in Florida, too. He's a, he's a solid, solid tender for sure. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely a good choice. I saw him two years ago when in Italy – and he was young. He didn't start, I don't think, but he did hop in a game or two because um, Canada was struggling. So, you know, they throw him in or whatnot. And he was awesome, man. So, definitely good. And you mentioned, you know, if I had to just add on to that, Jastro, our goaltender for Ancrat Liberty, definitely, definitely saved us a bunch and kept us in a lot of games. And even in the past two tournaments, Fall Wars and Winter Wars, he's been lights out in those two as well. Um, as far as the Roller Dad Awards go, one of the things that I really like that we were all able to come up here was the best unis. Um, I know for me personally, I'm a fan of the envious Rat jerseys. I thought they came out awesome, the whites and the blacks. I'm not sure how I feel about the short sock combo, but um, the envious pants, like roller hockey pants, are awesome pants in general. But I, I don't know, for some reason, I just like that color scheme. I thought the logo was really cool. So that would be my uh, my pick. Obviously, I'm not going to pick my own team, but <laughs> what about you guys? Any, any saying enough to you? Did they do the shorts and socks? Yeah, they were. It was a combo. I couldn't I couldn't see from the stream. That's nuts. I didn't even realize that. I like that color they they worked with, you know. That was like a very nice blue and orange color too. It wasn't like a dark or a light. It was very nice. 
Oh. Black Ice kind of got back to their traditional uh, nice purple look with Unify. So that I, I like their unis. They were clean. Yeah, I was going to say Campbell knocked it out of the park on that one. He uh, Those Black Ice unis were clean. Um, one, the unis I liked a lot just because it was from head to toe. Those Roadrunners unis were absolutely disgusting. From yeah. the helmets, you know, jerseys, pants, it was all matching. It was sick. Yeah, their their helmets, their all green buckets were sick. I I did like that. That was a nice touch. Um, well, I'm I'm gonna throw it to uh, the best game of the year. Um, I had two in contention. Uh, one being the uh, Tours Pro Championship between the Pamela Beta Golden Knights and Car Shield. Um, there were <laughs> seven goals in the first 15 minutes of the game. And then there were zero goals the rest of the game. So the second part of the game probably got a little intense. Um, I only saw the highlights, but it you know had to have been a good game. Um, the game I did get to watch and that I do think is the game of the year uh, is the round-robin game at Palma Pro in Indiana between Black Ice and the Mudcats. Um, and we were discussing it before. Uh, Black Ice went up by two. The Mudcats came back. Black Ice went back up three to two, and the Mudcats scored two to win the game in regulation uh, in round robin. Uh, I think Yoder had two goals that game. Um, I don't know if he had three. I know he had two for sure because he was on my fantasy squad when we did the draft. Um, so yeah, that was that was a crazy game, man. And that just kind of when I saw the Mudcats do that, I was like, wow, they actually they look really good. They look like they're you know gunning gunning for the last game on Sunday and they came up just short, but um, that game was wild. So I don't know if you guys have any, but those are the best games I thought happened this summer. No, I was going to say, yeah, I mean, I was at that game. That was definitely a wild one. And actually, you know, the one you mentioned earlier with uh, Carter Shield um, that, and Palma, it was actually, even though all the goals are scored in the first uh, first half, Redmond was unreal in that second half. I mean, it definitely could have gone the other way, um, but he stood on his head. And I think anybody who was there at that game would would definitely say he was like a standout star. Um, if I had to pick one game, uh, for me, it would be the Roadrunners and uh, Envious Rinkrat. Uh, Roadrunners were down in the game pretty much until the second half, and they were kind of like struggling the whole tournament. And I think that's when the switch flipped for playoffs for them. And that was a quarterfinal game, but that was just like an absolute, like absolute battle of a game. It was great to watch. I agree. That game, that was you said it was a quarterfinal, right? That was a quarterfinal, yeah. And then they had to have another battle with the Mudcats in the semifinal, and that was an unreal game too. Good game too, yeah. Um. I want to ask you guys a question real quick under the award, the breakout performance of the year. um, There's a lot of names on here, but there's two names that jump out more than the others. And I'm going to ask you guys, if you guys had a pick, um, who would you guys pick as a breakout performance? The first one is Max Halverson. And the second one is Kyle Mayhew, two young studs. Uh yeah, no, no doubt. I feel like Max has already been doing it for, for you know, quite a few years already. I mean, he's a 96, but, man, he's been on that Roadrunners Pro team, you know, for the last six, seven years. So it already seems like he's been doing it for so long. Max isn't a 96. Yeah. Isn't he or, like a 98? I, I thought he was a 96. Max Howard's yeah. is a 96? I, I think uh, it's a 98. Uh, 98 or 99. I Man, thought he was a 96. He? He's not a 99. Come on. At the, He's not at 21. Oh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pulling it up now. We'll see. But um, but while, while I'm looking that up, um, it, that's tough because the first time I saw Mayhew play, I was like, who is this kid? You know? So for me at tours, when I saw him play, I was like, wow, this kid's filthy, right? Like he's next generation talent sort of thing. So, um, and I've played with Max for a while, kind of like Kev said, he's been playing in the uh, scene for a little bit. So I played on teams with him. So I knew about him. He's played in my men's league and he is a 98 by the way. So just, Oh, Jesus. (laughs) uh, I told you, I guess, I guess I'm just trying to make myself feel better for how old I am. <laughs> Don't, I, hey, I didn't think I feel. I'm an 87. That's ridiculous. But yeah. Uh, but Max, Max has been doing it for years. Like I said, he even plays in our house in one of our house leagues. He played and he was he just toured up as like you know a young buck. Um, but that kid Mayhew, man, filthy. 
he's he's definitely next generation stuff. Yeah, Mayhew, he's nasty. He plays here in Denver <clears throat> for the DU Pioneers and the D1 Ice. So uh, he's a he's a stud. And I don't know if it's true or not, but I think he's joining a new team. Not going to say if it's true or not, but whoa. Just gonna put that out there in rumors. the universe since we are roller dad news and we do break news so i did hear that rumor um and with that note we are going to send it on over to the interview with tyler spezia this was a great one send it over we are going to send it over to the pod now <laughs> cool all right Welcome back, everybody. We are excited to bring you a very special guest today. We have a two-time March Pro champ, a one-time double IHF champ. He represents the dirty Detroit. We are excited to bring on Tyler Spezia to the podcast. Spees, how you been, brother? Not too bad. Hanging in there. You know, a lot of uh, free time, so hopped on the podcast with the boys. So we That's like to what's hear. What's up, man? Well, hey, we'll uh, – yeah, Absolutely. Are the Lions playing right now? No, they're playing the Packers in about an hour. Or, okay. Yeah, they're all right. Minutes. Well, Spees, we like, starting, we like starting from the beginning. Uh, we know you got a lot of pedigree uh, in your game playing, but, uh, you know, when, uh, when did you start playing roller, and who were the first club teams you started playing with kind of as a kid growing up? Yeah, so um, I actually started playing roller hockey at four um, – I didn't touch ice hockey till I think I was 11, but yeah, I played from ages four until just recently at Joe Dumars field house in Detroit, Michigan for, I'm sure a lot of the listeners out there have been and played there and qualifiers and whatnot. And so I kind of grew up there, you know, with a, with a friend of mine, Brandon Hawkins. Um, his dad was actually the manager at that rink. And so I got a lot of uh, rink time and kind of just fell in love with the game there and, you know, from there, uh, I played with the uh, – I started off playing with, with Team Force, which is just like a, a young Michigan team. And then I moved on to the uh, our rival, the Stingers, where we were able to – I think we got – we won um, Might double, yeah, Mike Gold down in Florida. And that was my first NARCH. And then I brought it into the Border Cat organization, which is, is still running today before uh, making that that switch to alkali a couple of years ago so you said you started when you were four how'd you uh how'd you start playing so young you no know, my brother played and you know i just i wanted to do everything that he did you know so seeing him play i hopped on there and and fell in love with the game pretty early um and it, if it wasn't for roller hockey i wouldn't probably been able to, to do the ice thing because a, a gentleman saw me playing roller hockey and he asked me if I played ice and kind of forced me to, to make that switch to ice. And it, it's, it's been a game changer, you know? Yeah. It paid off pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's actually funny. Cause you don't really see a lot of guys going from in line to ice, right? It's usually the other way and they make the transition at some point, but you were lucky enough to play with all the, as you had mentioned, the border cap boys, what was it like playing like your hometown friends and being successful with them? Yeah, it was, it was, it was awesome. The whole reason I got to play was uh, something happened where they were missing a couple guys. And so I played in the, I think it was like a, just a local holiday tournament and I played pretty well. And, you know, that was back when you could get a bunch of teams to come to these qualifiers. And I ended up playing pretty well and kind of stuck. The thing with the Border Cat team was, you know, a bunch of great guys, but those are my brother's, like, best friends growing up. So, I mean, at that age, 18, they're a little bit older. They weren't necessarily my friends. So I kind of felt um, a little weird there. Um, and then, you know, I kind of wanted to, to play with guys around my own age. And that was ultimately what led to me switching teams. But, uh, nothing but respect for the Border Cats. Matt Kleski, for anyone that knows him, hardworking guy, um, huge mentor for me growing up and, and kind of showed me the rope. So nothing but respect for those guys and um, hope to see them this summer at the upcoming tournaments. They haven't played in a while, so I'm, I'm hoping they come back. You, uh, you played in the Unreal Division, the 93s. You guys had such a strong division. Who were some of the teams you guys used to have battles with growing up? So for me, 93 was a tough age group. It was a really good age group across the board, but for me in Michigan, it, it wasn't it wasn't the best. It, it was like 94s were really good, and then or they were deep, and then the 92s really deep. So I would I would end up playing up a lot, but uh, I eventually switched and or 
started playing for the Blast out of St. Louis, which is where I ended up meeting all, all the guys I still play with today. But play with the 93 Blast with, you know, Kyle Sucher and uh, Corey Kettler actually played with us. We had Cason Holman and, and Rocco for one tournament. And, but we would get oh into the God. battles. Stacked with, roster. <laughs> yeah, that's the year we won. Yeah, we won Narch in Mississauga that year. But we what, would, we would get into battles that? with – That was uh, – was that 06? I think it was 06. Yeah, I was going to say 06. Yeah, we had uh, – it was Corey Kettler, me, Suture, Holman, Rocco, Corbin Belling, who's from Iowa. Um, he was disgusting. He played with uh... – He was good too. We had Chase Ray, who was really good growing up at Roller. Yeah. I, I yeah. I, I never saw him play, but everybody in St. Louis talked about him. They were like, Chase Ray. Yeah, he was uh, I think he was playing for uh, – I think he was playing for, like, Des Moines, uh, like the time I lived in Missouri or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, he, he played ice hockey for a little bit, and he was a good player growing up. Our goalie, Justin Davis, was a good player. And then, you know, we were coached by Rob Ferrara, who's still coaching all the blast teams, and – and we were we were well coached, but we would always get into it with uh, um, the Oakville Coyotes had a good '93 team. That Hooters Force with uh, Luscombe had a had a really good team. Um, Luscombe. There'd even some there sometimes would even be uh, the advanced care team from Michigan with Mitch Stewart. Um, they always gave us fits, but uh, that Texas uh, the full throttle. It? Full throttle. Yeah, that was probably, you know, for me growing up, that was the big battle. Um, State Wars, uh, Narch, all the tours and stuff, when they were all big back in the day, we always played them in semis or the finals. And, yeah, they were, they were stacked and had a lot of good – Casey Holman was – him and Rocco just dominated. So it was oh one, God, one guy – back at that age, one guy could, could literally win your tournament. We ran into that a couple of times. Well, we, we didn't start kind of playing, I think, against you as much um, until we were, like, a little bit older, yeah. like uh, 18 and under. Um, I remember that year in Florida, I think that was 2011. We had, uh, I think, a game in round robin and then a game in playoffs. So I think that was uh, that was the start of the uh, the shoulder throw I gave you at State Wars that you brought it up on that podcast. Yeah. yeah. Wait, so, so do you remember that year you guys went to Dallas for tours, Rob? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Phelps was playing, and he was playing against Spezia a lot. And so he came back, and we, like, had the schedule for Narch and everything, and Phelps was just like, yeah, Spezia, man. Uh, you know, you know. so he got us all jacked up on playing against Spees. And so then we're playing at each other at State Wars the next tournament, and Colorado and Michigan are playing, and I – I was just being a dumbass back then, throwing my shoulder at you like I was some tough guy or something. So have you threw a shoulder at Speezy? Yeah, dude, coming in walking like by, I think, or something. Yeah. Walking by, not even in a game. It was just outside the ring. Oh, yeah, guys, jeez, Kev, you're a tough guy. <laughs> like, oh, jeez, what? Not my, not my finest moment by any means, but uh. I'd, I'd like to think we've we've amended uh, that from a, wa- a long time ago. So, oh yeah, I think I forgot about it when we beat you guys at your state wars. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Exactly. <laughs> well, we'll go back to Chad, man. Your brother was a stud growing up. I'm sure you guys had plenty of uh, one-on-one bouts um, at Joe Dumars. Oh, tons. Um, started from our in our basement. We had a little. Uh, hockey area down there and you know i would sometimes put the pads on or whatever we'd shoot on each other and a little rivalry started there but yeah he was i wish he still played but uh he was a great player he had really for anyone that doesn't know made a really good set of hands on him um in a, in a good hockey brain but his emotions would get the best of him quite a bit so if you ever to see my brother play i'm sure you've seen him get thrown out of a game or or something um but yeah no just watching him growing up learned a lot learned a lot about what not to do but i did learn a lot about the game um, and he helped me out a lot. Did you guys ever have any one-on-one heated battles just playing? Uh, yeah, I mean, just just standard stuff. Nothing that, like, sticks out. I just know like, it got kind of competitive when I started playing pro and he, he was and he was there. As much as he wanted the best for me and helped me out of the way, like, once I started gaining a little traction and producing, it got a little competitive within each other, which was, which was good because it just pushed us both to – to play better and so it was actually really cool 
Awesome. I mean, I, you know, when you're playing with your brother, I mean, family members in general, I feel like it's always kind of like that level of respect where you're never going to cross that line, but like you always want to push each other a little bit. So definitely sounds like it could have helped you. Like you said, whether it was, you know, learning what not to do or learning what to do, but fast forwarding a little bit, um, you represented team USA. So what was it like? I mean, yeah. Yeah. What was it like playing for Obviously that's a uh, different kind of, you know, different kind of look and feel. So how how did you like representing team USA and double eyes? I absolutely love it. It's such a unique experience that it changes your outlook on roller hockey. Probably for the rest of my life, it'll never, never, I hate to say it, but it probably won't amount to, to the feeling I had on that trip, you know, kind of came out of nowhere unproven. I didn't even know anything about this tournament. Never knew any of the details or whatnot. Joe Cook um, invited me out there and I literally had no expectation, just kind of went out to Colorado and played and played well and was able to, to, I guess, earn the spot kind of out of nowhere. And then from there, it just, it just kind of propelled me, you know, getting to play with all these, all the best players in the world against the best players in the world. And then getting to play with Matt White that first year and just kind of, you know, figuring it out. Like I said, plenty of times, just learning from those guys. But anytime you can represent your country, I don't care what you're doing. It's a great experience. And just the way USA Hockey treated us and yes. first class the whole way. And, you know, and then another thing I appreciate about that tournament is playing with guys who I'm so used to competing with, you know, guys that I don't necessarily know off the ice, um, but I played against my whole life and just kind of getting to meet them on a personal level and be social and go through um, a long experience and journey together. And then eventually winning it like we did, um, you know, getting to go with a totally different group than in the past and just kind of went over there with and, and won. So it was, it was an awesome experience. I'm sad the tournament's not there anymore. I hope it'll be in the future. I don't really know, you know, the details about that, but it was an awesome tournament. What was it? That camp, man, that, I was just going to say that camp in 2014 was wild, man. That was like, and that was the first time I got to go to USA camp too. And yeah, yeah, you're, you're, you know, humbled by the invite first and foremost. And then, you know, once you get out there, even when you're just getting dressed and you see Yoder on one side and, Matt White on the other, and then, you know, Kavaya and Cadiz and Bernie, you, Cody, Novak. Like, Name the whole roster. It's just Kev. like, oh, my God. Yeah, it, <laughs> dude, it's just unreal. It's And, you know, it's three of the best days of hockey you'll ever play, and it's just a camp. You know, and they broadcasted a lot of it too, right? I remember watching like the scrimmage games and stuff, and like those games were pretty like intense for you know for a scrimmage, quote unquote. You know, yeah, it was super professional. It was it was no different than if you were playing um, in the Double IHF ice hockey tournament. Same kind of thing. They they took care of it all, and you know, you're able to watch every game, and just you were able to feel like you were you know actually representing your country. It was a total experience, but. My first year in Colorado, my roommate was actually CJ Yoder and I was oh. 18 years old and I, and I, and I was just like, wow. And I told my brother and cause my brother knows CJ and he just he basically told me to pick his brain, you know, ask him questions. And, and I did. And CJ was super helpful. Uh, and, you know, it was just weird. I was an 18 year old kid and my roommate is uh, CJ Yoder. Thought that was wild. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's pretty unreal. You, uh, when you guys won the gold in uh, Slovakia, what was that run like? You know, being with those guys, like you said, sometimes you don't uh, play with all the time. You're competing against. Yeah, it was like I said. It was it was almost three teams playing on the same team. You know, we we kept it. We had lines. We, you know, it was me and Travis playing with uh, with Cody and Krogue. So that was our alkali team. There was a full black ice line, and then there was you know snipers and a little bit of a sniper line. So it, it was, it was just kind of the way that it worked. We just all gelled together. I think, you know, it's, it's crazy because it was only my third time going, but it was over the span of six years. So I was technically, you know, looked up to as, as a veteran. So I was, you know, making sure these first year guys were, you know, just kind of, you know, enjoying it and, and taking the most of it. And, uh, but we just had a, such a good group. I think there was, you know, the egos were pushed away because roller hockey sometimes can be a sport with a lot of ego. Um, egos are pushed aside and we just, you know, decided that we're going to win this one. I think, you know, fifth place in the tournament before that just wasn't good enough. And, you know, that was a little, uh, had a little extra motivation heading into Slovakia. Did you like playing on those rinks that were, weren't they more wide? Yeah, they're massive rinks. I loved it. Uh, just from a guy who, 
who, you know, I think speeds my game. So I, I absolutely loved it. It was, it was a dream for me paired, like literally my eyes just opened up out there. And, um, but you know, I give those guys credit, all those teams, you know, they don't, they're not playing on roller. They're not playing on the roller floor all year round. A lot of ice hockey guys and, you know, them, they make up for it and, and stick skills. Like the way that these guys can pass and shoot is like incredible how they can move the puck around and they're not the best skaters, but their hockey players are smart. And so I give them a lot of credit. You know, you, you'd think going over there with the best players in the U S you should have no problem, but there are some teams that are really, really good. I mean, that Czech team you played in the championship, a lot of those guys were, you know, who we played last year. And, yeah, they're, they're uh, like you said, their stick skills and their puck skills, man. Like, a couple of them are, like, wizards with the puck. And that goalie, like, I think you played against him in Slovakia, uh, who played against us last year for the Czech team. Like, that kid, he's a 96. Like, he's yeah. nasty. He's really good. So, yeah, like you said, you know, like they, they – credit to them. They do a really good job putting teams together to those tournaments. Um, you had alluded to earlier, you know, playing a bit with the Border Cats and, you know, your your love to them. And so what, what kind of prompted the change um, of, of going from the Border Cats pro squad to, uh, to joining the Alkali Boys? You know, I, I think a lot of it was just – I needed to change. I was, like I said, I was playing with my brother's friends, essentially. I, I, you know, I didn't really see them as teammates because I grew up with them coming over my house as my brother's friends. So it was just kind of, I didn't know where I, where I fit. I was ready to take on a little bit of a bigger role. Not that it wasn't given to me there, but, um, you know, and that was also a time where it was, it was cool to be, it was very cool and beneficial to be part of a, a bigger brand. And, I wanted to be a part of the Alkali brand and I wanted, you know, I saw those guys win and, you know, win young and I wanted to be a part of that. Those guys were guys I played with growing up. And I guess you could say a little bit of jealousy, just kind of wanted to, to, to start winning. And not, not to say the border cats couldn't win because we were so close many times, but I think I just needed to change and to play with it with guys who were my age and, you know, sort of my friends. And um, it was a great decision. You know, I, that helped my game out a lot and kind of, you know, propelled me for the rest of uh, the, the roller career that I hopefully will have for many years. We'll see. And then, uh, I mean, obviously that, that you just alluded to it a little bit there and that led you to uh, that Narch title in uh, 2017. And you had a pretty good view of that uh, game winning goal by Kettler. So can you explain kind of like you did with the USA thing, what that was like to, uh, to be a part of that, that win there, especially like you said, you kind of, you know, switch teams and whatnot. Yeah, that was, you know, we, my first year I switched, we lost in the finals to Palma um, and in Philly and Tours. And, you know, that was, that was tough. And, you know, we were, we struggled there for a bit. We lost some guys and, you know, kind of had to, to reflip our team. And um, once we did that, you know, we went with a group that similar to the USA team, you know, we just wanted to show up and play and we quietly snuck through the round robin. We ended up tying the snipers for first seed and had to have a shootout with them before um, the playoffs. And they beat us. So they actually took the first seed and drew black ice and we ended up taking on Verbero. So from a matchup standpoint, you know, not to knock any teams, we benefited from losing that shootout, you know, to have to go through black ice and then the snipers, would, would be crazy, but no, we played Verbero. Um, you know, we, we beat them in a close game, and then that championship game was wild back and forth. You know, Hawk scores a goal. I mean, I I could say I 80% tried to block it, but the game was, that's I was missile, watching that so. game this morning. That was unreal. <laughs> yeah, that guy's got a missile. So, anyways, it got through me and scored, and then leave it to Cody Keller to score in a slap. <laughs> a slap shot curve ball that like, I don't, I don't even know how it went in, but it went in and I was right there. And there's that funny picture of me with my eyes so wide. And Cody obviously always tells everyone that he scored an overtime missile and then he has got a really good slap shot. So I'll let him have that one. Cause that was a big goal for us. <laughs> the puck got stuck in the back of the net. It was a, it was a ball. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was crazy. But no, just to win with those guys too. Um, you know, we lost one of, we lost a really good player and Travis, you know, he, he had a change of heart and went somewhere else. So we were, you know, we were hungry and young and kind of didn't know what kind of team we were going to be, but to get that win was huge. And kind of, uh, you know, I think that was, 
probably the last time our team's played a complete tournament. We've kind of struggled since then. I know we won Narch the following year in Taylor, but that was a unique experience, you know, losing the first two games. But I think that was the last time we played a complete tournament. Well, what's it like having Joe Cook as a coach? Um, you know, he's played the game. He's been, you know, basically he's done what you guys have done. Um, but to have a coach like him, what's that like? It's, you know, it's, it's awesome. He, for anybody that knows Joe knows, he's got a big heart and he, he wears it on his sleeve. Um, but, and you can tell when he's not around, we're lost as you could tell this past summer, you know, he wasn't able to come do COVID and stuff like that, but we were lost without him. You know, he manages the bench. Nobody really questions anything that he's doing. He, and then again, he just kind of lets us be and, and has a plan for us. It's not, we're going to show up and play roller hockey. It's we're going to show up. Here's a plan. Let's execute it. And, uh, and then he's just been great to me personally and to a lot of these guys over the years taking care of us, you know, uh, bringing us in as a part of his brand and, and, and doing that stuff, which is, he, he's awesome at that. And um, he, him and I got a great relationship um, and it's, it's been a privilege. I think he's a big, also a big part of the reason I switched um, just hearing what he had to say and offer and then just the way he, he treats his players was enough for me, but from, and then a great hockey mind. Um, he's, he's a guy that can make changes on the fly and, and adapt to the environment of a game or, or whatever needs to be done. And just, you know, a great hockey mind played the game. So he gets it on that level too. And a great coach. Yeah. He's, I mean, it's awesome to watch him coach and to watch your guys' team play, especially in 2019. You guys, you know, you alluded to it earlier saying you guys didn't play a complete tournament, um, but you guys still won. What do you think the difference was winning that Narch Finals um, compared to the 2017? I think it's just, you know, for, for our team, it's kind of been the trend over the last couple of years. I think, you know, we, we don't play as much as, as we used to or used to play, or some of us don't play at all. And it's, it's really hard, especially now, because of how deep the division is to just show up and play. Um, it's not a light switch like it could be for some of our, our guys, you know, we're getting older, you know, real life's hitting, whatever it is. It's, it's, it's really hard to, to stay on it like that. But um, when I say that it's not over for us by any means, I think, you know, everyone's kind of fed up and then we want to make that turn and get back to playing late into Sunday and not just playing in the morning. I think um, it's kind of what's been going on quarterfinal loss, such a quarterfinal loss, but, that tournament in Taylor was, was tough. You know, first two games, you know, we lose and backs to the wall on Friday night. You, you gotta, you have no choice, but to show up and play. And we did, we, you know, we got the necessary wins and got to Sunday and, you know, we played Palma and then we played the snipers and then we played the border cats. That's not an easy Sunday. That was a grind, but um, I don't know. We, I, give our guys a lot of credit just staying in there and rolling with the punches and then just getting some good bounces I don't know it was just a weird day it almost felt like something was going on you know we were just able to get all the bounces and you know never really panicked or were in trouble out there I think it was it was just one of those days that's what happens when you win championships yeah you guys I mean being there getting to watch you guys uh you guys went on a run on Sunday. Zach Lane was on fire. And uh, like you said, it was – you guys just you – guys, you guys were never – never seemed like you guys were in danger. You guys, you know, had the confidence, and uh, it was a sick run to watch. Yeah, that was a, it was a good tournament to win, you know. A lot of guys were starting to write us off, and, you know, we win that one. Keeps you in the conversation for a little bit. So, you know, we'll get back to that uh, hopefully, you know, this year or whatever. And But that was a fun tournament to, to win it at home and – my hometown and stuff like that that was cool yeah i bet that was special For well sure. shifting Mom gears a little bit yeah oh nice <laughs> shifting <laughs> gears a little bit um you got to play d1 ice at bowling green university um you know you're an assistant captain your senior year what what was that like kind of taking on a leadership role representing your school like for your team it was it was cool i mean you can kind of sense who who the leaders are going to be, you know, growing up hockey is such a, or college hockey is such a, you know, you wait your turn, you wait your turn, you wait your turn, you know, seniors, everything's about the seniors, follow, follow the lead of the seniors. So to be recognized as a guy who, who did that on a daily basis was, was fun. I, I like to think I have a great relationship with all my teammates. Um, and then a guy who can, you know, when, when stuff gets tough, kind of lead the way, you know, from, 
just by playing or with my voice or whatever it may be. It was cool. I, I really enjoyed the leadership role there. Um, and I really enjoyed my time there. It really shaped me into the player and person I am today. And then, uh, you know, eventually after the, um, the college career, you made it, uh, you know, made it to pro hockey, um, and playing in the ECHL. And if I read this right, you were an all-star, correct? Technically. Yes. But I was, I was actually called up for that, uh, that whole weekend. So I didn't play in the game. No. Oh, interesting. So that, that's pretty, so you got called up to the AHL for that, I assume. Right. So was that your first big jump into the American league? Yeah, it was, it was weird. Uh, coming into pro hockey again, totally different game than college kind of didn't know what kind of player I was going to be. Um, went to Toledo. They, they gave me an opportunity, played well, played with a lot of good guys. And then I got called up kind of out of nowhere. I wasn't under contract or anything. Um, I got signed to a to a PTO, which is just a contract for the time being, and went up there and played and ended up scoring in my I think it was my second game, and from there you know got a taste of uh, of the American League and kind of what it took to to get there, and then you know got sent down later in the season and went on a huge run with with the Walleye, and we, we ended up losing in six games in the finals, but. Learned a lot that year, you know, development and just kind of what it takes. It was it was a great first year to have. Just to kind of gave me a look at every possible scenario. So you're with Grand Rapids now. Uh, what what are you looking forward to most uh, this upcoming season? I think right now it's just looking forward to a season. Um, the uncertainty has been has been very tough. You know, a lot of for a lot of guys, it's you got to pay to skate and train through this break and there's no, there's no paychecks coming in. So to say it's been easy this whole time is, is would be a lie. It's, it's been difficult, but um, no, I'm just excited to, to play a game or just to, to be around the team again. And it's, it's been a long time and there's still a lot of doubt in the air and, you know, we don't know much. There's a targeted start date for February 5th, but you know, that's subject to change. So I, I'm just hoping for a season at this point in some capacity. Are you able to skate right now? Is there like any rinks even open for you guys to skate at or um, you kind of just got to do it on your own, like you said? Yeah, I mean, you're, thankfully, you know, a guy, actually a roller guy, Chris Terry, um, you know, he played for the Snipers, but he's my teammate deal. last year. He, yeah, yeah he's, he's a great player, great guy, good golfer. But uh, he asked me to come skate out in Plymouth, Michigan, which is, you know, where the U.S. national team plays. So there's a good pro skate out there. Um, you know, a lot of AHL and NHL guys. So we've been kind of doing that. Um, and then when the NHL resumes here, hopefully soon, I'll head down to Detroit and start skating there and getting ready for the season. But, yeah, there's – find the skates on your own. Um, it's It's been tough, though, for sure. I feel like I've had to get in shape about 10 different times <laughs> through this 10-month ordeal. But getting, for, getting uh, ready for the start of the season soon here, hopefully. What's it like being able to play professional hockey only two hours away from home? Uh, and I'm, I'm assuming Detroit was your team growing up as well, too. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Sometimes I got to, like, watch myself just because, you know, I grew up a fan of the Red Wings, and, you know, it's crazy. You got guys like Cronwall and, and Zetterberg who are still around the team who I grew up, you know, idolizing, so and they'll just walk through the locker room and stuff. And I sometimes got to realize like, dude, you're Rick, relax. Like you're on the team. You're not a fan here. It's just, and some of the guys are so used to those guys just walking around and I'm just looking at them like, oh, wow, that's Cronwall or, or that's Zetterberg and Cleary and all, all these guys, you know, guys I grew up watching and even like practicing with guys last year who I grew up watching, but uh, no, it's awesome. It keeps a lot more people uh, involved when I mean that like my family gets to come to the games, friends, um, I, I've been lucky. I haven't been too far from home. College is only an hour, half, an hour and a half. So I've had family, friends, just about every game in, in some form. So, uh, and then just to commute, quick commute home if, if there's ever a problem or whatever, if I need to go home for something, uh, it's, I've been really blessed with that. That's awesome. That's, that's pretty sick to be able to play only, you know, within a driving distance of your hometown. Yeah, and then just being a part of Red Wings training camp last year is a 20-minute drive for me. So sick. So was, yeah, it was, it was wild, but um, just enjoyed the opportunity. You know, it's a dream come true to, to be a part of the Red Wings organization um, in general, whether, you know, that means the East Coast League or 
or Grand Rapids. It's it's such a special organization to me and a lot of memories and just I don't know, it's awesome to be a part of it. Do you do you get like a lot of family members that come out to your games and stuff or like the training camps and, and things like that? I know I have a friend here who he plays for Reading from Philadelphia, Corey Mackin and his family takes like a busload of people up to those games. Yeah, there's some nights where the ticket request for my mom's pretty big, but <laughs> mostly, you know, just my mom likes to come to a lot of games. So, yeah, there's always somebody there. I mean, there's been only a handful of time where um, there's been a huge group. But, yeah, there's always ticket requests. That's good. Now, we, we talked about someone earlier who nobody wants to block his shot. Brandon Hawkins, I know you have a pretty extensive relationship with him. I got a chance to play with him um, uh, for Fears a couple years ago in 2018. Can you just tell us a little bit about Hawk? I mean, I know him uh, pretty personally, but from your you know perspective, being his longtime friend, can you just give us a little bit of light into who Hawkins is as a guy? Yeah, I'm sure you know everyone who's ever touched a hockey stick knows who Brandon Hawkins is. And if not, he'll definitely tell you who he is. But no, Hawk's, Hawk's an awesome guy. Um, first thing you probably know about him is he's got a really hard shot. Um, and he, it's, I hate to say it, but it's probably one of the best shots I've, I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, I will never tell that to him, but he'll have to tune in to, to hear that. Um, but no, he's a great kid. He, uh, he, the kid I grew up with, you know, someone who was literally there every step of the way from starting hockey and, you know, even even through now, some a guy I, I always keep in touch with and talk to. But, oh, you know, his dad was a manager at the rink, and you know, I, I spent a lot of time at that rink. And because of Brandon, you know, was able to have a, a fun childhood and do a lot of stuff. And because of their family, you know, was able to to really really find a, a love for hockey at Jody Mars Fieldhouse. Um, but Hawk's a great friend, great teammate. You know, I got the privilege to go to school with him for a little bit. And just, you know, getting him, watching him grow up. And it's kind of funny. I never would have thought he'd have a single tattoo growing up. And now he's got 400. So, <laughs> I'll um, tell you about that, that. yeah, he'll definitely, or he'll show you, or you can see him. Um, yeah. But, yeah, he'll that's kind you. of the most surprising surprising thing about Hawk is just how much ink that kid has accumulated over the years. I never would have expected that growing up. He was just, I don't know, not, not like that, I guess. But, uh you know, he <laughs> – He's a funny guy, um, and yeah, he's got a, he's got a really hard shot. That's my description of Hawk. <laughs> Pretty good, tatted up NHL release, perfect. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but well, uh, probably top line uh, NHL release. Well, uh, it was uh, it was very nice to play with you this past summer and not have to play against you for a change. Yeah. <laughs> That, that was a nice change of pace to be able to watch you on the other end because, uh, you know, between, like, you, Novak, AK, uh, Archie, um, man, you guys have, like, four of the fastest guys in pro. Like, it's wild. So it was nice to play with you for a change this year in Tampa Bay. Um, you know, kind of wrapping everything up, uh, as far as all these questions, we'll have another couple of rides, a little set of questions for you. What, uh, what do you think you guys um, have to do to, to get back to holding the cup on Sundays uh, for, for either, you know, an Arch Pro or Tours or, uh, you know, Palma Pro? I think it's just it's, – it's a pretty simple fix. I think guys just got to decide if they want to play or not. Um, I think it's like I said, it's it's too much of just showing up and playing. And we're all such good friends that you know you're not gonna you're not gonna upset anyone if your heart's not in it. But I think just deciding if if that's what we want to do, and then you know just realizing this is two weekends, three weekends out of the year that we're gonna be together. We can't afford to to lose the first two games of every tournament and battle back. It's we're not as you know that's that that takes energy, and we're not as young as we used to be. And, but, uh, yeah, I think, you know, just coming together, our team's going to change a little bit here. Um, as I'm sure you guys saw, some guys leaving and and some guys coming in, hopefully. But uh, we still got a good group there. You know, Joe and Phil are going to coach us, and we're going to switch over to the Mars Blade name because, you know, Joe has uh, stepped into a role at Mars Blade. So, you know, we're going to turn it over and kind of get a fresh start and – and just decide early, you know, if, if this is something we want to do, because if not, you know, there's, 
there's men's leagues you can that still offer the same experience if you just want to be around the boys. And I think that just got to be answered by the certain guys. It's true. It's what you got to do to win a, a pro championship. You, uh, you, like you said, you guys are moving over to Mars Blade. What do you have? You skated on those recently? Yeah, you know, Joe had sent a pair out pretty early. It's, it's awesome. I almost don't even feel the difference of of changing skates, which is you know usually the first thing I would feel. Um, it feels very natural, and it's a cool brand. And it's you know it's a brand that's on both sides of the game, ice hockey, roller hockey, and you know you guys always do ice hockey guys skating and all that stuff. So it's a huge brand to be a part of. It's not you know just going to be a 10 at a tournament it's it's bigger than that it's 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 global and it's growing and um just you know to have the privilege to to be under that name now is 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 exciting absolutely when uh when you guys made that switch it was uh pretty cool to see like you said it's a global brand and i think over covid it just it took off it took off to a new For sure, yeah oh, um, wow. one last question i have before i do these quick questions uh i saw you guys were golfing was it in south carolina yeah, Hilton Head. Hilton Head, you AK and JP. Yeah. Who? Uh, so, who's the best golfer out of you guys? I mean, in the <laughs> humblest way possible, I'm gonna go ahead and say me. Although I didn't play very well down there, I'm still gonna go with me. Uh, okay. Nothing to JP or AK, but I play a lot more than them, so I should be. Um, but no, it was a it was a fun trip for JP Lamoya great kid if anyone's ever met him his family's awesome treat everybody so well you know got to go down there and see them through all this but i hate to say we actually all ended up getting covid from that trip and um it was yeah i had it for like three weeks kind of and i'm just getting over it now but great trip ending result not what we wanted but um yeah, it was fun to golf with those guys and during the midst of all this chaos how are you feeling now better i just started skating last week um but I, yeah just some days i wake up tired uh, i felt just about every symptom over three weeks but uh yeah i'm feeling better I'm, I'm back on the ice and stuff just uh gotta you know take care of myself i guess a little bit better and and uh just keep building back towards it it st- sounds like i still got some time to get back in shape so just focusing on that well, that's good to hear, man. Um, so we kind of started this new segment with uh, Rob with Labeda. Going to ask you six quick questions. You can answer it with a one-word phrase or a sentence. Um, okay. We're going to start off. It's uh, what's your all-time favorite rink to play at? Jermaine uh, Tico Hertz Arena. I think it's changed names in Florida. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Hertz now. Uh, dream finals location, that a place that Roller hasn't been to. Boston. Ooh, I like that. Favorite player growing up to watch? Uh, I'll go Bobby Ryan, Sean Garsh. There we go. Favorite roller memory? I'm going to go ahead and say my first narch with the blast, um, AAA in Mississauga. Is that the picture that Darren has of you? You guys are – I yeah, chrome cage, yeah, super yeah. blonde hair. Yeah, that's that's that season. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Favorite, <bad> luck. <laughs> favorite player to compete against, like a player that just brings the best out in you. Uh, Travis, no, you know, used to play with them, playing against them. It's awesome. All right, and last question: What's your favorite jersey that you've worn? I'm going to go ahead and just say USA. There we go. I love to hear it. Awesome, man. Well, yeah. that's, uh, that's all we have. Anth, Kev, you guys got anything else? I got a notification that the Lions game is on, so I think we're, uh, we're out of time. <laughs> <laughs> we get them off the bird run, too. So. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, if you guys don't mind, I just, I just want to give a shout-out to you guys. I think, you know, for a while, roller hockey's been a three-weekend thing, and you, you guys have turned it 365. You know, just being able to, to log on so quickly and, and see what's going on in the roller world. I think hats off to all you guys for making that happen. Um, I tune in all the time. I see all the stuff you guys post, and I know a lot of people do too. So thank you for your hard work and, and promoting the game and just kind of showing everybody what's out there. Absolutely. We, we appreciate that, man. Uh, I appreciate that, and we appreciate you taking time out of your day to do this. Yeah, not a problem. Get forever now.
Just log on and see what's what's going on in Spain. Friends are doing. You guys are all over it and don't miss much. So thank you guys. Seriously. All right. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thank you guys. We uh. Thanks, bees. Good to see you, brother. Yeah. You as well. Stay safe out there and go lions, go birds. I heard birds. Yeah, my man. Go Broncos. (laughs) Broncos.